Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. When I say what up, Mary Jane, do you, how do you picture it spelled? I picture it as two words. What up? I picture W-H-A-D-D-U-P. What up? Yeah. Whenever huh. I like comic book us doing yeah. this, I picture, I picture the comic book saying what up? W-H-A-D-D-U-P. What up? Yeah. Yeah. And then Mary Jane exclamation point. Oh, I, that's so funny because I would think of it as what up, Mary Jane question mark. Oh, no. And then how's it going, Mike, is always a question. question. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Is there a comma for you between what up and your name? Um, no. It's just what up, Mary Jane, question mark. But then it's how's it going, comma, Mike, question mark. Are the letters even capitalized? Yes, in my head there. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not doing, I'm not bringing anything to the table with like the top of this. If, if, if I'm not like at least putting a vision in your head, some imagery. Do you have an internal monologue? Yeah, of course. Did you read that piece that just went around and kind of made the rounds on uh, Facebook about having an internal monologue or not? Oh, no, I don't. I've, this is the first I've heard of this. There was a piece written, I think it was on Medium, and it just went totally viral because everyone was like, what? Like some people couldn't believe that other people just don't have an internal monologue. What is it? Well, you like talk to yourself in your head. Is that yeah. what you're saying? And for some people, those thoughts are fully formed sentences that you hear as a voice inside your head, like that kind of movie monologue where yeah. you can actually hear the narration of what you're doing or what you're thinking about in your head. And other people don't have that. Who doesn't have that? A whole bunch of people, bullshit. evidently. Isn't that fucking nuts? I want to call bullshit on that. I can't even imagine that hollow space being carried around in your fucking skull. It just sounds like a big empty bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that those people who don't have the internal monologue are, I don't think they were like or insinuating rather anything about them. Like they have less going on. It's just they think differently. They just don't have that running sort of voice in their head they just like i'd be so upset without it i feel like the easy the easy joke would be like oh i could use some peace for myself or some bullshit but i would really miss i'd miss me if i didn't have me inside me <laughs> oh that's so nice that sounds i can't even wrap my head around it well the crazy thing to read the piece my understanding was that other people just think in sort of like shapes and colors not words oh. and maybe images a little bit but like not even specific it didn't sound image specific so much. I'd want to hear like, more of the breakdown on that in terms yeah. of like what their professions are, what type of people they are. And like, you know, if I'm a when with an upcoming guest, we talk about um, uh, something about the left and the left being horny. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh -huh. I was like, I'm, and in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm a lefty. I wonder if there's a study out there that's like lefties are horny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd be real curious to hear if like if you're a shape and color head. Yeah. And where you fall in, you know. Like if you're an, more an emotional, more of an emotional person, like, you know, some people who claim they can see auras, you know, yeah. they can really see like the light. And I really, truly do believe that some people are able to sort of sense energy as a color that they see for sure. I've encountered people who I totally buy that they, they have that. Just Absolutely. like synesthesia with, you know, seeing music as color, that same kind of thing. So yeah. I wonder people who don't have that internal sort of running monologue of themselves as a voice in their head or some other voice in their head, if they're seeing colors or shapes like, like I picture somebody like Tyler the Creator, 
I, I don't I don't want to label him, but I, I I it's easy for me to picture him as someone who is just like image based thought. Yeah. Because everything he does is so striking and curated and just streamlined straight from his POV. Yeah. yeah. I would love to have the northern lights pulsing in my head as opposed to my dumb voice being like, Well you fucked that up again. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you write best at the end of the email instead of thanks so much? You should have said warmly. You should have said warmly. God. <laughs> Instead, it's just like a bird, yeah. like Homer Simpson, the bird just drinking water and bouncing back up and drinking water and bouncing back up. Yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless those shapes and colors are um, from like H.R. Geiger or oh, something. Yeah, scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, dear, 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 dear. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, I'd like to read that piece. Yeah. I, I, I also don't know anyone who doesn't have the inner monologue so now i want to go back on facebook for one of the only times ever just to see if anyone is like oh my god that's me but you do i think that was the sort of like crazy thing about the the post that i read was a bunch of people weighed in and said yeah no i don't i don't have that voice at all i'm at peace or whatever i bet they're not at peace they just hear the buzzing of bees in the morning it's so fuck man yeah it's hard for me to wrap my head around some people are okay What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. <laughs> this is a podcast about cannabis, comedy, culture, cooking, and calling shit out. Some people are okay. Yeah, and so many of us are not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if they're more present. Uh, maybe. You know, like I with you, I'm rarely thinking a step ahead. Nice. When we're talking like this, I'm very present and in it. So I'm, you know, I'm not in my head at all which cool. is a blessing to feel free from that yeah um i, I wonder it. if they're more pre like i wonder if like a great actor i i don't know i'm i gotta well, I think, read it i gotta fucking read it before well, i start guessing well i i think great actors or any artist uh i don't think i would think of them as someone who's generally okay because they've you know they're mining the depths of the human experience which is often not okay and very uncomfortable but I'm wondering if like the people who are just generally okay are the ones who are sort of like disassociated or detached a little bit so they're not in pain so much from what their thoughts and emotions are. Yeah. And maybe that that's kind of also not okay for them and sometimes they wish they felt more. That's the part what I'm trying to get over for myself is the ease of which I'm judging people who don't have it mm. with no knowledge and no understanding about any of it and you know... I'm trying not to judge them because I I have no reference point for it. So I'm really trying to come at this from like a clinical place. Well, it's funny because you and I have like had it out a few times about like the depth of my, you know, wearing my heart on my sleeve or kind of getting emotional about things and you being like, but feelings aren't logical, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember saying that to you and your eyes like falling out of your head and the eyes behind your eyes like falling out. Like it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Um, and and they aren't. We can agree that emotions aren't logical, right? I mean, you know, the universe is made of math, and math has no emotion. Math is just numbers, so. Cool. <laughs> tiny, tiny cool. Could not have been a smaller font on that cool. Fucking 1.2 it's size font. too big to even get into unless we have an entire episode to dedicate to it, and we have such a fucking cool guest today, and I do want to dive into that with you I, at I some do. point. Well, uh, we need to have, like, a neural a neurological person on this pod. We haven't had any 
um, medical experts who toy with the mind. Yeah. And I feel like that is a guest I'd be down to chat with. Fuck yes. It would be so cool to get a neurologist. We should, you know what? We should get into a deprivation tank, mm-hmm. have that experience, and then sit down with the neurologist and be like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. I think that would be really neat. Cool. All right. Okay. Well, cool. all right. Should we cut this short? <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear about you. How have you? I haven't seen you in like a week. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I'm going to get into some like road stories and stuff like that, mm. do you mind if I just throw out some thank yous now? And this is my butt of the week section because it ties in together too hard for me to like go backwards. Hell yeah. Okay. Real quick. I just want to thank everybody, 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 everybody who came out to four sold out gateway shows all over the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Eugene, Portland, Seattle, Bellingham, standing room only, amazing crowds. I'd like to thank Billy Anderson, who is the creator of the gateway show, who invited me along on this trip. The other comics, Armando Torres and Carmen Morales, who are dope fucking comics and had amazing sets. And then specifically, I want to thank, oh man, I'm going to forget people. I want to thank Mr. Nice Guy. They are amazing they have beautiful grows and terrific products i want to thank travis john who was in another amazing plug who makes terrific prog uh products i just posted on my ig story him i think it's dot com cannabis on ig and mr nice guy on ig um i want to thank oh gabe and chloe i want to thank gabe and chloe for not only giving amazing recommendations in seattle but i got to meet and kick it with them after the show and they're really fun people and i ended the conversation with them being like all right well we're friends now see you again and like we're friends now so mary jane um they mentioned you as well so they want to be pals with you next time they're in seattle absolutely love that shout out gabe and chloe and uh chloe's mom she was very nice um and then hold on i just got to pull up a couple more thank yous and then i can get into some shit uh oh thank you aura grown so real uh, man this is gonna be long but bear with me everybody our publicist our dear friend and just a beam of light in the world zoe wilder connected me with so many wonderful people in the Pacific Northwest because she has great friends, great clients all over there. And Oregon, we went to that dispensary and they've got the dopest fucking clothes. Shout out to Crash. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Samantha. Um, so I'm rocking some of their stuff. And also, I wanted to thank Mary Jane Glass Products because they brought me a big, beautiful bong I'm going to do an unboxing video of. I'm so excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And you have some beautiful flour to put in there. Hell yeah. Some fucking cookie dog. And then last but not least, I want to thank my old high school friend who I haven't seen since high school, Sandy Weintraub. He v- met up with me in Eugene because that's where he lives. <laughs> and he took me on a huge tour of Eugene, Oregon. Eugene is the shit. It yeah. is amazing. That's where University of Oregon is. Mm-hmm. And... Whoever created Nike, I can't remember his name, Phil Knight. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some shit. Thank- you said yeah, and then I don't know. I'm just backing you up. Thanks. I'm here for you. <laughs> Catch you and be like, not helpful. Definitely uh, not sure about what his name is. <laughs> but um, like, so he, they that's Nike. So like Nike is the University of Oregon. University of Oregon is Nike. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was taking me on a tour. And there's so many great parts of Eugene, Oregon. I could like kick it there during the summer. There's one fucking cool thing. There's a farmer's market in Eugene, and he goes, see that farmer's market area? And I was like, yeah. He's like, every Saturday, packed, fresh vegetables. Um, this is where a lot of products got started that ended up blowing up across the country. And he's like, and see the courthouse right there? And I go, yeah. And he goes, right there, 
every Saturday is a drum circle, and all they do is play drums and sell <laughs> drugs. And I go, what? And, and Sandy's like, yeah. So it's you can buy all the veg you want, and then you can get your mushrooms and weed to microdose out for the thing. And it's in front of the courthouse because there's bigger fish to fry than people trying to like self-care. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And so, yo, shout out to Eugene for letting, for like slinging things outside the courthouse because it makes the world a better place. Wow. Yeah. So fucking, I've met a lot of good people and had a great time. Mm. I mean, I cannot believe the road trip that you guys did and the amount of time that you did it, the amount of places that you went, the like distance you covered, the people that you met, the sets you performed, the amount of weed that you guys smoked. Yeah, crazy amounts of great dabs too. Oregon and Washington have great cannabis. Yeah. Like it's undeniable. They've got a lot of stuff figured out. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, great. they've been at it a long time, you know, comparatively. It is, but yeah. but there. I don't know about the bad blood situation. I'm sure everywhere has rivalries and like, you know, dispensary drama oh, and sure. like you know pieces of the game. Yeah, weed beef or whatever. Weed beef. Yeah, <laughs> I love weed beef. Weed beef. It's entertaining in some ways, you know. I mean, when it's not terrible and violent, like you know, when it's just weed beef. Yeah. When yeah. It, oh, so and so said. Yeah. Yeah. But man, yeah, they're just dynamite, dynamite stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was real happy to smoke something I've never smoked before and Sweet. really enjoy it. And then yeah, maybe you can start your own weed beef someday. Yeah, I want to be up. important enough to that people are talking shit about me. Did you hear about Mike Glazer's weed beef? Oh, his stuff's so good that he's taken over the market and a lot of his money goes to charity. You- this motherfucker. <laughs> and then you're like in some fight with some other weed person yeah. about it. Well, I'm yeah. also behind a big oak desk, behind a big oak door. Oh, you know, so if they want to beef with me, they got to get through this. The They got to get through the secretary who's like, sir, he's in a meeting, sir, sir, sir. And then they bust through the door. I thought you were going to say I'm behind a big oak desk behind another big oak desk. <laughs> oh, that's the bigger flex, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You're behind a big oak desk that has a bigger oak desk in front of it behind a big oak door or maybe three desks. <laughs> You're three desks deep. That's how big a deal you are. That's so good. Yeah. Because my chair is already going to be higher. Yeah. And yours is going to be lower when you want to talk to me about anything. Oh, you're just like a judge in court? (laughs) Like weed court? (laughs) When anyone comes in to see you? Oh, man. Yeah, but double oak desks, that's a flex that nobody's (laughs) making moves on. He's got two desks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. I love that so hard. Fuck yes. Oh, man. Um... I wanted to share a little bit about like living on the road yeah. because it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but I also tried McDonald's for the first time in, I mean, I can't even remember the last time. So I feel safe in saying like a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. What? I was so disappointed. I got a double, I got like a cheese, junior cheeseburger off the dollar menu and a, uh, just a fried chicken sandwich off the dollar menu, and that was it, and some water. And boy, if I didn't just like polish them off in four bites each and just be like, ooh, and then be like, ugh. But I, that's so good, Mary Jane. You didn't have any fries? No. Why? I know. I should have just leaned in hard and an apple pie and a milkshake. No, and also, got- I want to try a Big Mac. Like, I should have just like, but I was. I was so nervous. I didn't know what would happen to my body. Mm. And I, so I didn't get much. But boy, man, it's a good burg. And this was on the road. Like you were getting back in the car after eating the McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah, good choice then on like maybe not knowing what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I get it. 
I fucking I get why it is like McDonald's. I hate everything about it, but man, if I if I was like starving or I had three bucks or I have a family or or if I just like grew up on it, yeah. I don't any of it. It's delicious. Yeah. I go to McDonald's probably twice a year to get a fillet of fish. It's like a weird craving that I have very occasionally. Like that puffy sweet bun with the like weird sweet tartar sauce and the like square fish fillet. And I fucking love good fish. I mean, you know, like I love eating all kinds of stuff. And so I don't, try, I try not to eat too much junk food, but like I will straight up have a craving for that filet fish. Yeah. I always get the fries though. I want to hear, I want to hear what people's like guilty fast food cravings are. Yeah. I think that would be a really cool thing because we've got a lot of food crimes to post yeah. from <laughs> past things like people with like what chili cheese, mayonnaise, hot dogs and shit oh, like man. that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll post a bunch of those, but also I want to hear people's fast food like, what's a good one? Naughty, like, naughty bites? Oh. I don't know. Okay. Fast food, f- like, fuck my mouth with this. I miss it. Like, yeah. I, yeah, because, like, for my mom, she uh, a, she treats herself to a Mexican pizza every once in a while from Taco Bell. What the fuck is that? A Mexican pizza? Yeah. Oh, Mary Jane. Oh, Mary Jane. Oh, Mary Jane. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, like, a flat piece of uh, taco shell mm-hmm. and a f- another fat, fat, flat piece of taco shell they're kind of fried crispy golden brown and then in there is like some meat some cheese a little bit of red sauce for spice a little sour cream shredded cheese melted on top some diced tomato very simple but there's something about that like fried shell crunch with the meat and the stringy is it quesadilla-esque is it sort of like a if it was if it was like two hard shells like a pizza, mm-hmm. you know, like a double crust with something in between. Okay. Very poorly explained. Probably inaccurate. <laughs> Somebody at home is like, wow, man, you barely got the word beef right. He's like, never had one. Yeah. He's never had one. <laughs> My mom listens to one episode and it's this one. Hey, Mike, um, just wanted to let you know. Got some notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dum dum. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What are your, what's your guilty pleasure? What are those slippery bites that you slide on down your gullet at 3 a.m. when you're like, nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this. Yes. And nobody's going to know about it, except I'm going to put it on my IG story because I have to share it with the world. Fuck yeah. Well, <laughs> it brings us together. Like for me, every time I would be super stoned growing up in Taco Bell, I lived right by one. Yeah. Ooh, a Frito burrito. Okay. Fuck my face. Like it's a it's a burrito with beef and cheese, but they put Fritos in there for crunch and salt and corn. Yeah. Fuck me, man. Mm-hmm. And you get sour cream in it. Oh yeah. And then every bite you add another drop of fire sauce on it for the next bite. <laughs> Mine uh, growing up was the fish and chips from a uh, joint in my hometown. And you can get this thing called chips dressing and gravy. That is French fries with dressing, which is the, basically the stuffing from, you know, like a, a turkey. It's like the breaded stuffing. Oh. And then they pour gravy all over that. Oh. Yeah. It's like poutine, but instead of the cheese, it's the stuffing. And then can you, you, get that can you break it down one more time? I'm sorry. It's, it's hard. chips dressing and gravy. So chips is fries. Yep. Dressing is the sort of like breaded stuffing. It's like a savory breaded kind of. So it's carbs crumbly. on carbs on carbs. Oh yeah, and then the brown gravy all over everything. That's like super salty and fucking that savory gravy. God damn. Yeah, and that then you get that good. with a couple of pieces of fish, codfish. Christ Almighty. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Um, the other thing I had on the road is we had Wendy's, and I hadn't had that in a really long time either, except for the spicy chicken. Another delicious hamburger. Okay. Holy shit, my boy Armando got the. The Baconator, and I looked, took one look at that, and I was like, I fucked up. I, yeah, I should have gotten that. Oh, you missed out. Oh, man, 
Fast food. Those burgers are great. Fast food burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 upset because now that I've had it, like I'm thinking I'm. F- uh, oh man. Yeah, you don't need that eighteen dollar gastropub burger. Just need to head a Wendy's. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not true. Well, I went and spent a lot of money on a burger the other night because I was breaking whole thirty. Oh my was- god. Congratulations on completing Whole30. Thank you. I went and had a fucking burger to celebrate with like Thousand Island dressing and pickles and cheese and a big sesame seed bun and a big fat glass of red wine. Fucking delicious. So expensive though, you know? Satisfying? Mm, Very satisfying. uh, Apart from the fact that I didn't choose my seating correctly. Um, So I was sort of like, you know, hemmed in in a weird space. Like I should have just gotten a table instead of sitting at the bar. Oh, you didn't have elbow room to really grab the burger. I needed to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed some more room. <laughs> Excuse me. Hi. I just broke Whole30. If everyone can give me five yards on each side for my elbows. If I could get a table facing the bathroom by myself <laughs> and put my back to the door, that would have been where I should have sat. But instead, I sat like at the corner of the bar where uh, really pretty much everyone in the room could see me and the bartenders were so nice and they kept checking in with me and I was like, please get away from me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love anybody. I picture like, who's that hunchback with all the like red blood flying out of the sides of their mouth going, Rrr! Well, and also I was reading this fucking book that I'm in a book club right now and it's this crazy book that's very smutty, very smutty, like super porny. And the guy next to me at Wait, one what's point- what's the like, name? Um, it's, <laughs> I'll have to grab it. I can't remember the title, but okay. it's by Andrea Lawler. Uh, Paul takes the form of a mortal girl and it's about a queer shapeshifter in the nineties, just fucking his way through this college town in the Midwest. Hell like yeah. he fucks dudes. He fucks, she fucks women. Like he fluidly changes and shifts and just has this fucking amazing sex life, but it's very smutty. And I was reading it sitting at the bar, eating this burger, um, and drinking this wine like a lunatic. And I think the guy next to me seriously thought I was, yeah, like pretty, uh, Pretty far out there. Yeah, right? Because he read a little bit over my shoulder. I could see because then he like moved a couple inches away. <laughs> I was like, that's right. Get away. Uh, don't look at me. <laughs> Everything about you is like decadent too. Just like red meat, medium rare, a deep red wine. Yep. And a book about orgasms. About fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. So we don't know where the stains came from. No. <laughs> Oh, that was wild. That's great. What was it like to have alcohol again after Whole30? It was, um, I mean, it fucking tasted great. And it was such a fucking, you know, decadent pleasure to sit down and have that meal and that glass of wine. But I definitely the next day after I also went to a friend's birthday party and like had a vodka soda that was basically mostly vodka. And it really did kind of first like taste like paint thinner it didn't taste good at all and then the next day my body definitely was i didn't feel great you know yeah yeah so it was nice to sort of just have that moment that realization you know that it's poison (laughs) yeah that alcohol is fucking poison yeah yeah you know that your cat's breath smells so bad i know he's so gross bobo what the fuck it smells like he's so old it, yeah. He's really old. He is old. Yeah. Yo, but that was like not tuna. Like, Sorry. He just came over and breathed on your microphone. That was crazy. Yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. It was like an old man giving you a wet un un uh un unkiss where you didn't want it. Yeah. Un not unexpected. What's the fucking word? <laughs> I don't know. Un 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 I didn't ask for it. 
God. Unokay. Unokay. You wet mouth fuck. <laughs> Jesus, Bobo. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'll miss him. I'll miss him. What? He's fine. He's right here. I He's know. not going anywhere, right? Not today, anyway. Uh, so alcohol is poison. Yep. McDonald's is poison. Yep. <laughs> Everything's poison. Uh, but yep. there's good things, too. Clean eating is great, you know? Good weed is fucking everything. Yeah. Uh, we've got a news story about how uh, psychedelics are, you know, getting so, more and more available now. Yo, maybe California Sober should branch out because California is embracing California Sober. Well, California Sober includes psychedelics. Exactly. Natural That's what I mean. Psychedelics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Santa Cruz has, uh, has some news for us? Yeah, that's our news story this week. So... Santa Cruz has decriminalized natural psychedelics. So it doesn't apply to LSD or MDMA, um, which are synthesized, but, you know, psilocybin, ayahuasca, all that kind of stuff are uh, decriminalized in Santa Cruz, making it the third city following Denver and Oakland in the U.S. to decriminalize psychedelics. So neat. Yeah. I, I never thought of something like this being on a city level to, like, start out. And yeah. I'm really happy that cities are taking that chance to be like, yeah, we'll shoot our shot with that. Yeah, it was the Santa Cruz City Council. They voted unanimously to approve the resolution. And it just means that people will, um, it doesn't necessarily make it legal to use them or possess them, but it means that the city won't be using the city resources to like investigate or arrest anyone for psychedelic possession or use. I love a, we've got bigger fish to fry kind of law situation where it's like, yo, don't be a fuck face. Yeah. Don't ruin it. Be careful, be responsible and we'll leave you alone. Be careful and be cool. Yeah. Be cool. Oh man. I like, I like a, a law like some kind of amendments where it's like the be cool amendments <laughs> just be cool be Fuck. cool dude yeah <laughs> just be chill man you know if look if everybody like there should be a law passed that's like if you and six friends go to dinner but you didn't have a glass of wine just split it six ways yeah. and don't worry about the wine don't be the person who's like actually i didn't have any of that appetizer like you should get arrested for that yeah you need to just be cool just be cool it's a it's about the hang yeah oh man so does that is there like a cap on a cap <laughs> is there um is there anything about selling it there or anything like that that you know about like can i get it there too oh. <laughs> mike you can't go to santa cruz and sell mushrooms on the boardwalk <laughs> you also can't i mean you probably could buy them on the boardwalk but yeah hey you know. next to a lemonade stand and some girl scout cookies you yeah. know i've got a job to do as, l- <laughs> as long as you're being cool man <laughs> um no i would say i mean you know if you have the possibility to grow your own hang on my cat is biting me and he is stuck in my sweater and this is very crazy hang on a second i have a violent cat on my lap okay. oh wow there we go okay hang on sorry this is so funny (laughs) get off me all right (laughs) bobo was stuck in my sweater archie started barking at him that's the whole situation is crazy my animals are too much for me right now stop stop it Speaking of be cool laws. Yeah, be cool, guys. <laughs> you both God. would be arrested right now oh in Santa God, Cruz. Oh, my God, they would totally be arrested. Archie, can, here. Could you microdose animals? Can no, we get there? unfortunately. They, it's okay. They yeah. just, they'll just, you know, they'll figure it out. I know. But anyway, no. I mean, if you have the opportunity to grow your own, I think that's the way to go. If you have the plug of, you know, someone you know and trust, that's another way to go. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's it in Santa Cruz. I love this. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. If, if things don't work out for me in this next election mm-hmm. can places 
like Santa Cruz and Oregon, can they just like secede from America so I can still kick it here, but I can be around my people? Um, yeah, I don't know. Damn. Just no short answer. I mean, everyone just be cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come talk to me, I'm behind two oak desks. Yep. <laughs> just be cool. Be cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the roof. <laughs> Sunbathing nude. <laughs> Oh man. And that's us. It is. It is. This is us. That's us. I would love a new version of This Is Us where you're behind two oak desks <laughs> and I'm just always naked on the roof. <laughs> so that it's not just it's not some emotional porn. Yeah. Do yeah. we meet for dinner in the middle sometimes? Yeah. The, I mean I'll put on a robe. The whole <laughs> <laughs> I'll get dressed, Mike. Hello, welcome to Nobu. Mary Jane, your robe? <laughs> your yeah. your sitting robe? Yeah. There's a chamois for you to sit on. <laughs> While you read your smut books and eat five-star sushi. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, oh, I kind of went through my buds of the week. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to hit them with your bud of the week? I would love to shout out my bud of the week, Erin. Uh, my friend Erin, she's at Erin Reeve, MD on Instagram. She is an incredible uh, doctor. She's an oncologist. She's a great friend that I met through our friend Kate. And um, she just celebrated her birthday. And for her fucking birthday, she rented out this amazing place that is, it's called the Yacht Club, but I think it's kind of like a speakeasy. It's just full of boats and all sort of nautical stuff. And there was a stage and she had... Uh, all of her friends get up and perform for her. So she had this one incredible friend of hers named Gita who did a fucking aria from Puccini, like not a dry eye in the goddamn house, like every hair on end. Yeah. Um, Kate and John and Josh were kind of the house backup band and backed a bunch of people. And then they sang their own original fucking stuff, which was amazing. They did a bunch of Tom Petty. It was just a really cool night. And what an amazing way to celebrate, to just say to all your friends, like, hey, you guys are all fun and talented. Like, can you get up and sing for me for my birthday? What'd you sing? And I sang Nothing Compares to You. And I hadn't done it in a really long time. It's my favorite song to belt when I'm like, when I've had a couple especially. And so I did it with a band for the first time instead of like a karaoke number. And it just felt great. And I, the next day, Erin texted me and she said that a friend of hers had said about me, that woman sings from her vagina. <laughs> and I was like, that's the best fucking compliment I think I've ever received. Like she meant it in a truly wonderful way. And, and like, uh, you know, I really own the space and like it was from the depths of my soul. Yeah. And that's how it felt. And so I'm glad that's how it came across. And I don't know. Fucking happy birthday, Aaron. It was a great party. Hell yeah. Yeah. Is your uh, vagina an alto or a soprano? Uh, I want to say it's like a baritone. <laughs> <laughs> You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Could, could you like, okay, we got to get to our guest. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, well, welcome back, me. Yeah, you're great. You're fucking great. Great to hang with you. Yeah. Good to see you, Mike. Oh, man. Congrats um, on your fucking road trip. Well, uh, thank you. I, I want to go on the road with you. Yeah. I want to go back to the Pacific Northwest with you. We'll do a bunch of like live shows and we'll do a bunch of Weed and Grubs live shows and we'll visit every beautiful grow under the sun and under the... Like indoor, outdoor grows, all of it, you know? Yeah, put it in the air, man. Put it in the fucking air. I want that. All right, we'll see you at Jim Belushi's Rogue River Grow soon, I hope. Hell yes. Let's get to our guest. Let's get to our guest. John Daly. He's, speaking of talented, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. One of the most talented actors that I've ever seen on screen and in person live. He's just 
like he's got it, man. I yeah. don't know how else to describe somebody like him. He's got it. He's got it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So if you watch, we talk about it in the pod, but just to give you a little bit of context for who John Daly is, um, he's the mailman on this current season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's on season two of Miracle Workers, and it's dynamite. Um, he's been in Walter Mitty. He's been in Zoolander. If you live here, you've seen him at UCB. If you don't live here, you've been like, oh my gosh, I know who that is. He's in every fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. He's in fucking everything. I turned on the TV the other night and he was in, I'm dying up here. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, there he is. He's fucking everywhere. Yeah. He's so good in everything he does. Fucking special. So, um, he came and kicked it with us and it was a really good hang. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please don't forget to send us like what your sloppy naughty bites are. Follow us on Weed and Grub on Instagram. Leave us five star reviews. Hit us up in the DMs for anything, anytime. We also were answering a lot more user questions on our Monday episodes. User questions? Users of cannabis questions. Users of (laughs) safe. (laughs) Saved me. If I was jumping out of a fucking window because the building was on fire, you just caught me and you were like, I got you, boo. I got you. Uh, So if you have any questions for us, please hit us up and ask them. We want to um, do our due diligence to give back to the community that we love so much yes we do fuck yeah awesome good yeah all right well here's our interview with john daly what up mary jane how's it going mike it's going tremendous we have a very special guest today do you think you're i think you're pretty special man thank you so much yeah what up john daly what's up it's john here I am. Thanks for having me. We're in, well, I won't say where we are. Yeah. I don't want to give it away, but a beautiful neighborhood, a classic neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's lovely to be here. It's a really nice day in well, January. So what's your favorite thing about us so far? Um, your vibe um, is great. really good. Cool. Um, I, I just met you. Yes. Mary Jane. Yes. And I, I've known you for probably... One month or two months? Boy, we're, go- like we're getting up on two months now. We've been internet friends for a while. Yeah. Well, it's because we... I like your IG story so much. Oh. oh, thanks. Like, just to jump into Buca de Beppo, yeah. it's, it's genuinely one of my favorite things to come across <laughs> on a daily. Well, I will, I'll put up more Buca de Beppos. Buca de Beppo, to clarify, is just one night I was sitting on my couch and I started singing opera and I like to sing kind of like and do this overwrought vibrato and so I started singing and, and I sang it into um, uh, the you know Instagram story put it up then people started basically sending me themselves doing operatic and dumb and weird yeah. versions of Buca de Beppo so I put those up sandwiched around mine there's an artist, um, her Instagram handle is at three knees and she made a very quick, um, she's like a really brilliant, uh, sculptor oh, and really? painter, I think. And, oh, um, nice. she like, uh, yeah, she made one and then, uh, Wait, yeah. we have to do it's it. on fire. Can I do it. Yeah. It's Buca de Peppers. Yeah. Hers goes Buca de Peppers. <laughs> and mine is Buca de Beppo. But I'm building out that world and I, I've already gotten, I mean, you know, I'm super ambitious. Like I was by a Buca de Beppo mm-hmm. and I got our mutual friend, Rebecca Morgan. Oh yeah. Tremendous artist. Shout out to her a and her brilliant art. painter. Yeah. And a stellar person. And uh, my brother, her and I, 
after my Pittsburgh show on this December tour I made was uh, we're outside of fucking Bukitabepo, and I was like, let me sing it there. So that's how ambitious I am. I'll run, I'll be by a Bukitabepo, and I'll sing the song in front of it on camera. So these are the kind of steps I'm making to bring Bukitabepo to the people, and I think it's pretty impressive. I didn't know we had such a go-getter on this episode. Wildly committed. Yeah, I mean, that's my main thing. It's just like, where's the cheese, you know? Like, (laughs) where's where's the cheese? I'm a rat, you know? Where's that? Where's that cheese, baby? <laughs> so now, so now you've got this collab with Buka, and you're doing yeah. like a series for Quibi. Buka has responded. They've they've no uh, retweeted me, and they have like responded with a heart on my Instagram DMs. They slid into my Buka to Beppo slid into my DMs. Do you realize wow. that? Oh, great! Pretty cool. Um, and. You know, if you haven't been there, it's on the Universal City Walk and elsewhere. Because mm-hmm. I walk by one in Pittsburgh. I think it's national. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. at the Grove. Yeah. There's at the one Grove. In Seattle. Oh, we could walk there. Yeah. We could sing a little opera, hit a tag in it, and see if we make the cut for your IG story. I think so. Yeah. And anyone out there that wants to sing a Buca de Beppo, I mean, just check it. I, I should keep it in a place where people can access because I just kind of surprise people with it in my stories and everyone's like Buga de Beppo and then um, <laughs> yeah, it's a popular thing guys this is really blowing up it's yeah. huge almost we- six people have gotten back to me <laughs> yeah. we were at the Supreme store the other day and they had all those shirts coming out and it was really great yeah, yeah. well there's a big line <laughs> Not with to the tell odd you- futures in that uh, all of odd future in, <laughs> in one big group <laughs> That's so cool. Congrats on being a part of that. Yeah, well, the Fairfax scene is where I grew up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Did you do any child movies? Child movies? What, um, what's a better way of saying that? What are you asking? It's very upsetting. <laughs> what are you asking? Things just got heavy. Yeah, that's weird. That's <laughs> weird. Um, like, because you started as a doing child, improv. Then. Yeah, but because you started doing improv like super young. Well, at 15, 16. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so that's young. I think so. I did it in Pittsburgh at a thing called Friday Night Improvs uh, with this guy's Lou Stein, Ben Mayer, and. Um, yeah, it was an audience participatory improv show because I was just like, I did one high school play and then I was like, I'm going to be an actor. No shit. And I uh, kind of was like, then I was like looking for performance things to do and I found this audience participatory improv called Friday Night Improvs and I was able to get up on stage and then I met these guys who were like, you know, 28 or whatever and I was like, they were like, come to Eden Park with us and we'll fucking hang out. And I was like, oh, wow, like I can do this or whatever. And then I started. Yeah. So that's it. Damn. I kept doing my high school musicals and stuff. I was I was such an athlete in high school that I made fun of the theater kids, but it was low key because I just didn't have the guts to like memorize right. lines, be on stage, and be something besides myself. Well, I was a jock, you know. I played hockey and lacrosse. You were a hockey guy too. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. at us! I grew up playing hockey. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. He was my hero. Fuck yeah, yeah. man! Mario Yager. Dude, Tom Barrasso. He was the goalie of Kings. He was the goalie. Yeah. As, yeah. A, as a hockey goalie, I looked up to Tom Barrasso because he had all white pads, and I was like, those are really cool. Hot Just pads. Hot pads. Wow. Yeah. I saw Fedorov get a hat trick once in person. That's cool. Did that give me any hockey You're a hockey pads? fan? Well, I'm Canadian. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. used to go on travel team in middle school. I would go to Canada every year, and I became obsessed with Canada, basically. Oh. And these kids, we'd go up there, and the, these kids would destroy us. They would dismantle us. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I remember, and they just knew all the tricks, and they would 
it would be embarrassing. Like the score would be two nothing, but only because they were being polite. Like they could, <laughs> they were just. Uh, sorry, I'm two on mic. Um, no, it's good. These things. But yeah. Look, we're gonna get an upgrade after South by Southwest. We're yeah. getting like new chords and shit like that. But right now, everything's. You're doing fragile. South by Southwest this podcast? Yeah. Yes. Great. We were, we were fucking picked to go, Austin, man. I'm so well, do excited. You, did you know that? A cool, uh, it's once you go, you'll figure this out. But people call it South by, right? People call it South by. Oh, that is cooler than what I've been saying. Yeah, South I've by been saying SX. SW. Oh, oh SXSW. Are you guys going to SS? Yeah. Six, six Y. Six Y, yeah. Six, six Y. I interviewed, I interviewed uh, a, the band 311 once. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I, I just didn't know who they were. I was at High Times and someone was They're like, a band that's on the Eric through. Andre show, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Three, one, one. Oh, man. You didn't know that amber was the color of your I'd energy? never heard the song. I missed it entirely. I was not living in this country when that was a popular tune. Yeah, but and, Canada's uh, the United States, right? Whoa! <laughs> America's hat. Or you guys are Canada's fanny pack, depending on yeah. how you no, look at it. No, here I am. T- I love Canada. It's, it's the best. And I would stay with these families, and they would watch Hockey Night in Canada. And the culture around it like was that their like, friends would come over with their parents, and everybody would watch. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm in heaven. Like these people deeply care about hockey. Wow. Yeah. My first crush was on a boy who was in a hockey movie. I really looked up to all hockey players. When I got to Montreal and I went to my first hockey game, I had my first orgasm. Wow. I was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. With, you mean, an involuntary game. sort of thing? or <laughs> No, I was just really excited to sit right. at the blue line and, you know, see those players smash up against the glass. Right. It's oh, hot. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. See a hot and unattainable. Yeah. yeah. Unattainable because they're behind that glass. Yeah. How old were you when you went to theater school? 18. Wow. Yeah. So that was it. You went straight so you from... went... What was your theater school? The National Theater School of Canada in Montreal. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, so many of the actors that I met in the U.S. right when I moved here in Seattle and New York who were working were all from the same school that you went to. What's that official North name? North Carolina School of the Arts. The Arts. Yeah. Do you know Kevin Biggerstaff, perchance? I don't. Hmm. But I went to high school with a girl named Ashley Biggerstaff. Oh, wow. I wonder if they're related. And I wonder where that name, like the old English version of that name, was like, you have a bigger staff. Bigger like, staff. what is that? Yeah. It's like a, what the fuck when was I, that? Nine, dude. When I knew... <laughs> When I knew Kevin Biggerstaff, he <laughs> was good friends with the dude, and they hung out together. And the other guy's name was uh, Clitguard. 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 Not a good name. <laughs> Biggerstaff and Clitguard. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's the new Abbott and Costello. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to land at theater school for you, though? Was it like were they sort of like seriously trying to school you in in all of the classical techniques, or would you yes, you, which yeah. I took to New York. Like I went and did Shakespeare in the parking lot in New York. And then I just was like, fuck this. I'm just going to do comedy and write comedy and write and be an actor. You know, I was acting and writing stuff and being a sketch comedian. And then I started doing stand up and like, you know, I had two sketch groups and stuff like that. But did you ever do the grind of like going to the equity lounge and sort of, Oh my God. I mean, no, but oh man, I went to I did the one of the worst plays that I've ever experienced, and it was this crazy dude who had a deal he said with PBS where the big money is, and, and this is like 2004 or something like that, and I was like, 
all right, I'm going to audition for the for this play. And they were like, you got it. You're playing Surratt's gay lover. And like the pointillist, sur- pointillist Surratt. And I was like, okay, let's do this. this is a small role. I didn't even, I hadn't even read the play. It was this play at the Cafe des Artistes in the, you know, Belle Epoque. This guy was obsessed with Toulouse-Lautrec, okay? And could do his, like, limp, he does limp. But he was like a crazy dude. He was like, I got to deal with PBS. And he <laughs> loved to lean into this Toulouse-Lautrec thing. He had this beautiful crutch. And he was really good. And they found a guy that looked like Van Gogh. So it was all the impressionists, right? Wow. I forget what it was called, but it was like, you could. he wanted it so badly to be on PBS, but in a version that was... But the set was just a black, you know, matte, like, you know, kind of a black background or whatever, like a theater thing. Yeah. But it was so disgusting and pretentious. Oh, my God. And I remember I invited my parents to it and they didn't want to talk to me afterwards. They were just like, well, we're going back to the hotel. (laughs) I was like, but wait, approve of me. (laughs) Was it in a theater in New York City? It was in a theater, like one of those 42nd Street, like mini spaces above the Manhattan Theater Club that are like, and this guy was obsessed with it being workshopped for. And it was like, what do you think, uh, Van Gogh? You know, this guy loves Van Gogh. What are your thoughts? Well, sir, I, um, excuse me, my ear is sore. I, you know, just like the worst (laughs) fucking thing in the world. And Surratt would come up and go, I have a, you know, this style. And the way I think is horrible. Yeah. But I had this like weird, yeah, small part in that. And then I did, I played Henry IV in... Henry IV Part Two. I played Prince Hal. Hell, whoa! With this um, uh, woman I went to school with, who was Falstaff, and yeah, I did that. And then, oh man, oh, I did children's theater. Oh my god! Oh no! At this place called Thirteenth Street Repertory Company, like two of my friends were like, "Hey, come to this place, Thirteenth Street." I was like, "Okay." I was in a play where I played a character called Hiccup. And I was like, well, it was like Joe, it was like Joshua and the giant clock or something like that. And it would be like, well, gee whiz, Joshua. And Joshua was played by like a 24 year old woman, you know, and like, yeah. Yeah, like playing a little boy that looked like a little boy. And, uh, and then I'd have to go interact with these children afterwards. But one of those kids was, was Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. And you changed her life. Yeah. So, you know. I'm pretty sure Bobby Brown also changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder how much Bobby Brown colors Millie Bobby Brown's life. Because you know she's question. she's like half it's half of her. It's a third of her name. Yeah. It's a, yeah. two thirds of her name. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sticking with it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Use it. It's her prerogative. <laughs> oh. We'll be right back. <laughs> my, my question about, you work for High Times. I used to, yeah. Are you open about that? No. (laughs) So in what way is high times my childhood dream of high times? Or is it not at all? Is it just total cubicles? And like working at high times, you know what I mean? Like 
physically high times? Is it my dream of some at weed one time, wonderland? It, it was. Okay, so at what, one time it absolutely was. What was that time? Like the nineties or like print media was probably yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All the way through the nineties right. into when I met them. I met them all in two thousand three, uh, became friends with the managing editor and started just getting invited to parties and like would go and hang out with them in cabins in the Catskills and like take mushrooms and run around in the woods and set off in the eighties and shit and it was great. Yeah. And then there was a college humor series that came out in like two thousand seven and we were like, How did they get it? So right, because everyone had a bean bag, and there were jokes about like they were having, making fun of high times. Yeah. how it must be. Yeah, okay. like high times editorial meeting. Everyone pulled up their bean bag, and uh-huh. you know, there was this whole joke about like I thought I fired you, and the guy was like, Oh yeah, right. Like you know, and they were coming up with different strain names. There right. was just, and it was truly like that. We had a ping pong table. We all smoked together at four twenty. All that stuff, and then, <laughs> that rules. Yeah, see? yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, that yeah. Was, like, it was totally four twenty like guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and all of those colleagues of mine who I worked with at that time were like real heads who yeah. all had pen names like Danny Danko and you know, oh man yeah because they had to write what's up bro <laughs> under a allow name. me to write the feature on Blue Dream yeah <laughs> that's amazing they're great yeah Danny and Danko Danny what's another spoke, name one more name um, Blazing Bobby Black <laughs> <laughs> Vaporella Vaporella. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So, and, uh, but then they sold it to she some hedge hot. fund dudes and now it's not the same. Everything's damn hedge funds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes VC sense guys though. Who, like, don't wear shoes. It's gross. Right. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Rich VC guys. guys who don't wear shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's thing. yeah. Cause they're Jesus. That's what, that's the message. <laughs> the I'm thing. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't give this much of a fuck. Oh, by the way, you have to wear shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't subject. Just like, look how beautiful my feet are. Yeah. I wouldn't subject people to my feet. Up on the desk. There was a joke. That's about, abuse. At one point, at the, during the old days of high times, the IT guy was wearing sandals, and Method Man came in to like say, "Hey, what's up?" And um, he he looked at the IT guy's feet, and he was like, "I can see your toes, man. That's fucking, that's fucking disgusting. Put that shit away. I don't want to look at your fucking feet." Yeah. And um, that's that's what's up. Like, don't don't show Method Man your feet. He's, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. If your feet are up on the desk and you're, if they're, your feet are up on a desk, then you're a dick. And mm-hmm. if your feet are up on the desk and they're bare, you're just, oh, yeah. That's you're really saying something. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. You really yeah. have power. Yeah. Oh, God. There's but, a ring on one toe, <laughs> a fucking anklet with a bead on it. Oh, man. Yeah. One painted toenail, mm-hmm. like pinky toe, is like, yeah, my daughter <laughs> yeah always my gorgeous daughter painted that <laughs> my beautiful blonde daughter that i named herself. after me her name's daniel her name's daniel <laughs> not even daniela <laughs> um oh man yeah there was a day though it was a That's very cool. very very cool place and a lot of those people it sounds like vice but without the like jerks like totally negative people yeah 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 it was pretty great there was a lot of a lot of cool tripping and hanging out together that's so cool Late night poker games yeah all good stuff yeah hey Danko. Would have loved it. yeah 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 shout wow. out Danko. yeah dream job dream job yeah and yeah danny Danko. what up man you're real cool yeah <laughs> he's real cool he has a great podcast do you know him called oh Free yeah. Weed. yeah oh cool thanks to mary jane he's a friend hell yeah He's a G. He's in New what York. What up? <laughs> yeah. He loves hip hop. Let's so. hang. Cool. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> For real. Well, you play sax. I do rap sax. <laughs> you play rap sax? <laughs> I play rap sax. <laughs> I do. I play sax. Um, I'm making an album. Yeah. 
Um, it'll be coming out in the fall. And artwork by Rebecca. Artwork by Rebecca. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Very blessed. Fucking neat. Um, Morgan. And um, yeah, it's got uh, sax on every song. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be amazing. I've got five videos. I'm going to drop them and just keep uh, cranking shit out, basically. Yeah. Got a lot of cool. Are you doing characters on it, too? Or is it going to um, just be a music album? My songs are in character. It's just music. This is a rock album. It is. Yeah. That's every song has cool. sax and it's um, like 12 songs and then digitally you'll have like 20 songs. And oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm going to keep cranking out videos and I got a video coming for my song Eating Pussy with DJ Khaled. <laughs> I got a video coming out with, for my song Fatty Daddy. And um, yeah, all these. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun. You rocked with Kenny G, man. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that was more a video that's not very good. I'll, I'll say that. It didn't turn out very well. The Fabio one was better. Okay. But Kenny G was cool, and I got to shoot on at his house or his houses, which is his property is unbelievable. No um, shit. Yeah. That's Malibu. He's got like five houses just spiraling down a cliff in Malibu. It's so wow. crazy. Yeah. Oh, like scales? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. It's a treble clef whatever <laughs> yeah that'd be wow. great yeah thank you no, for jumping on that that was such a big he's record. a nice guy yeah yeah is anyway. he he is actually very very nice cool especially when you consider that he's like so rich he was one of the first five investors in starbucks no so way. beyond selling a hundred million albums in the 80s yeah he was one of the first it was his seattle coffee shop and they were like Hey, like early on, hey, Kenny, like you come in here, we're making this national. And so he was one of the first people to put money down on literally Starbucks. So think of that. That's so crazy. Deep, insane money. Yeah, that's that's cryogenic freezing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, which is not what he's like. He's pretty personable and cool. Yeah. Holy um, shit. Oh, so that's why in the video, you all were hanging out outside of Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Because it's on brand. Yeah. Jesus. John Brand. It's John Brand. <laughs> it's so good to hear that he has a sense of humor and is a fun person. Because you know, yeah, it's always sort of he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. And his sons are into comedy. Okay. That's I think he was like, yeah, that that really did it. Yeah, That's such cool. a great sign. It's always so upsetting to meet someone funny who you know professionally funny who kind of doesn't have a sense of humor about themselves, and then someone who's sort of like professionally quite serious, like Kenny G, to right. low key be behind the scenes hilarious. This is right. great. Well, he's done a lot of comedy. I think he did SNL and kind of made fun of himself. Mm-hmm. Good. I was talking to his manager said, I, I met with him and his manager and his manager was like, John, Kenny is the king of self-deprecating humor. That's what he said like three times. No, no, he's the king of self-deprecating humor. You want to put him, he said, you want to do a sketch on an elevator? You want to do a sketch in a dentist's office? Kenny will do it. It's okay. Like, (laughs) make fun of like smooth jazz. Um, That's pretty funny. Man, when you were doing like things like Kroll Show and sketches like that and everything, are you writing all of those and then writing yourself as one of the characters in it? Yeah. So it's coming from a point of like you, what you want to do on camera? Oh, yeah. Me and Kroll wrote all that stuff. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. Rich Dicks was the first thing we did. And yeah. Which almost was its own show. Well, we did a pilot for Comedy Central. Hmm. Yeah. um, Which was very funny. 
How did it you guys was, meet? We met in New York mm-hmm. doing comedy at Rafifi pretty oh. much. And then UCB, Nick was also at UCB. Mm-hmm. And I just always, yeah, we just came up together and I always thought he was amazing. I, I mean, like, yeah, the first Oh Hello. I feel like Oh Hello was like something that was almost like fully formed like a month in or something like that. Like they were so good at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we started writing together in uh in la nice when did you move out here 2008 right after obama got elected oh how was the transition for you um easier than some transitions are for people but um (laughs) but um no it was uh fine i i hated la deeply or something like I, i i think i remember coming here and I was, uh, yeah, I really resented LA and really hated it. I was like, people don't know how to hang out. I was just at a point in my life where I was hanging out till 4 a.m. every night. I was like going insane and I was an alcoholic. And I was, um, yeah, my, like, you know, my skin was gray. It was just like a bad scene. So I was, but I was like partying and having fun. But then I came out to LA and I was like, nobody hangs out. Like everybody goes home. It's a different lifestyle. I can't do this. And people are whack. And <laughs> I had a big New York chip on my shoulder basically because I was brainwashed by it. But then I kind of like went out here and then I was like, oh, this is better. And it is. What, <laughs> it is. Was, was Sorry, this, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking hard adjustment. I mean, that's why I asked about the, the, the transition or the adjustment because yeah. you get out here from New York and it's fucking lonely because yeah, yeah. people don't hang out the same way. You can't meet up at a bar at 10 o'clock. There are like, things that don't happen here that happen in new york yeah. which make new york a cooler place it's cooler yep because it's the coolest place in the world mm-hmm. you know because you can like run into people and have spontaneous crazy nights and a way that is so unique and that doesn't happen in la and that's what i was like whoa this isn't fun you know but you just have to like learn how to surf and <laughs> you have to start your life here but <laughs> it's a different thing join yeah. a boxing gym yeah yeah start hiking get in totally insane shape and like scare people keto all the, yeah keto <laughs> intermittent yeah. fasting intermittent fasting getting into all that shit but was the switch that flipped for you when you were like oh wait i can let go of missing new york and just love being here was it totally work related was it that um, moment when you were like making cool stuff and you were like, I'm happy yeah, here Well, with part of people? it was totally work related because I came out here for work. Yeah. But, but the feeling of Los Angeles was much more um, like uh, people want to make things for free and help you and collaborate. And it's kind of like at its best, like this thing where you can find people to collaborate with and. New York felt more isolated and kind of like everyone's on their own shit to me because I was like, not, yeah, but coming out here, I was like, oh, wow, you can just run into people and kind of figure something out. And yeah, it felt more like um, inspiring Mm. in a way, which I thought would be the opposite. I was, I was always like the real artists are in New York and all that stuff. And then I came out here and I was like, oh, there's, what am I talking about? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how low the stakes can feel here to me to like make things like you nobody really cares if you're making things or not so just keep making them because the stakes are making something that you're happy with and right with people that you dig yeah and i didn't find that until i moved out here to like do stuff with you mary jane and Mm -hmm. like do this podcast and stuff because it was like if people start listening great if not i'm having a great time doing it 
So yeah. that's the stakes for me. Also, making yeah. things in L.A. is a way to hang out. And that wasn't Yo. so much the case in New York. In New York, I could just hang out. But here, right. this is you know also a way of socializing yeah. and, and, and making something that I love. But and making a million dollars a month so in, on Patreon. Right. Time for you a guys make a million? Yeah. A million a month. But like with taxes. I mean, so you guys must pay your guests, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> Give me Soon, some of man. that. Give me Soon. some of that. In weed. <laughs> yeah. We pay in weed. We make a million dollars a year a month actually i remember a late night uh poker game uh where a friend of mine was playing at the high times poker tournament and they paid him in weed and he was pissed because i would be pissed he didn't smoke weed wow (laughs) played all night yeah to be paid in a quarter pound of weed whoa how much could you sell that for well he gave it to me oh nice okay mary jane pay that but i hope you don't mind we have a quarter pound of weed for you oh cool a quarter pound i don't know what i'd do with that i mean i love weed but I don't know. It would probably dry out by the time I smoked it, some of it. But you know what? Hey, what am I? I'm being rude. Please. <laughs> Give me the weed. I'll sell it. Infusion. I'll walk to Fairfax and sell it. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, honestly, uh, I do want to tell you about the first time I saw you because I got an internship at UCB when I first moved out oh, here. Thanks cool. to friends at Second City mm-hmm. helping me get it. And the first show i saw at ucb when i lived here mm-hmm. was you doing sappity tappity yeah at cool. ucb franklin that's and I cool was like this is fucking awesome you can do anything here Fuck that's yes. good yeah <laughs> yeah man cool you saw was it a christmas time yep yeah totally that's cool yeah i do this pine tree character the sappity tappity the drunk english rollerblading christmas tree and <laughs> or pine tree depending on what time of year it is and um, yeah, it's this English kind of like, uh, it's like Peter O'Toole in my favorite year, but kind of um, a tree on rollerblades. It's the dumbest thing ever. And I sing songs. I have a great time watching you be British because when I saw you uh, perform at Glazed and you came out and I was like, oh God, I didn't know he was British because I knew your work, but I right. actually legitimately thought you were, my oh, dad, funny. My dad is, is British. So I, oh wow. Yeah. You know. I have a, a, a knowledge of what that actually sounds like. Oh, fascinating. I yeah. I was wow. like, oh my God. He's so, he's so good at playing an American. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no, yeah. Great. I got yeah. a good ear for Rick. It was fucking <laughs> But I'm great. doing this, uh, yeah, this character, Johnny Doily. That is, that was the one you saw. Uh-huh. Johnny Doily. Yep. Yeah. That is an anarchist comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, atheist. He doesn't believe in God at all. It's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's You hardcore. killed it. Like oh, you thank you. Too. Your show's amazing. It's That's it. excellent. It's one of the best shows in LA. It's great. <laughs> thank you. Booyah. Nice. Glazed. Glazed. Yeah. When is it? When's the next one? Uh, February 20th. Nice. And then March 26th. Birthday show. We might just cool. do a huge block party for that one. Block mm, party. Right? Shut down the improv block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try and take it over. Shit. Yeah. That's cool. Heck, Make it like fucking... a big premiere. Big red carpet. Love to For see no that. reason. <laughs> That's it. It's going to be with one with glaze. One red carpet. Yeah. Maybe Post Malone will come I through. love I think so. step and repeats. You do? Red, I, this, is my, this is where I really thrive. Yeah. Dude, yeah. they break my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> From like a wide view and you're just yeah. seeing someone standing in front oh, of yeah. a thing yeah. with like pipe and drape around it or right. pipe around it and they're just... But and it's like, oh man. Yeah. And now every party like house parties housewarming parties have step and repeats that like, really people funny. put out it's amazing It'd be really funny if in like the maternity ward yeah there's like step a- <laughs> yeah does anyone outside la even know I and didn't- they hi- they hire the guy from getty images to come and take pictures of their baby 
Hey, over here, over here. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the Grammys red carpet the other night and they did that insane super slow-mo camera that zooms in and catches like every you know and Ariana Grande did this like slow motion thing and she looked like an angel Disney princess baby doll yeah it was fucking wild and I was like of course that's why she is who she is because she's nailed every eyelash into place perfectly to like nail every pose it was it was just crazy yeah. It's like a superhuman skill to look that good. She really does look pretty yeah. good. It's a, it's Congrats, Ariana. Congrats. You look great. And Very congrats to the whole team. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. HMU. Good job. Yeah. Her angle instructor. It's crazy, though. Yeah. It's crazy. She's got a tilt master. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a... Yeah. Her angle girl is world-renowned. Yep. Uh-huh. It's funny to picture, like, you know those golf swing machines where you can record yourself swinging and then it shows you're like points so that you can like master your swing but for her it's like chin to chest ratio yeah, yeah. for tilt map my pose yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i need some help with that <laughs> my angles are all fucked up her dad was like she was 10 years old her dad had like an air horn <laughs> no no it's like tiger woods <laughs> not good enough point the toe <laughs> <laughs> Traumatized. <laughs> Manchester yeah. bombing was nothing. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, when she hears an air horn now. Oh, poor yeah. girl. Poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, oh, I, I did want to talk about uh, Prague because we were talking a little yeah. bit about it. Yeah. And you've had a great year, straight up. Yeah. Oh, like, thank you. Uh, can, let's go. Actually, before Prague, can we talk about Curb? Because it just yeah. came out the last best. Sunday. The best. Man, so congratulations. Excited. Thank you. Yeah. And you were really great. And you wrote This Was a Dream Come True. And I got the vibe that it actually was a oh, pretty special Oh, being thing. on Curb? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like one of my favorite shows of all time. If not, like one of the funniest shit. It's like the funniest fucking show. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And got to do a scene with... I'm on episode five, too, uh, just in case. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to work with Larry David. It's crazy. Um and um, Jeff Schaefer, who is, uh, is the, one of the, you know, uh, best writers in the world. And um, yeah, so yeah, but in the scene, uh, yeah, Larry David hugs me. And if you haven't seen it, like he finds out, yeah, I won't spoil it, but it's not that big a deal. But um, <laughs> he hugs me is the point. And um, it was one of the funniest fucking, you know, just him. And when he when he hugs me, he's like, you know like he's freaking out he's going you know like (laughs) literally making that noise and uh so i just couldn't yeah so that's the part that was really like living inside a dream is just like oh my god i'm in brentwood at a beautiful home and larry david is hugging me i can't believe this yeah that's so good did you have to did you improvise with him to audition or did you not did you audition is a better question i did yeah. yeah i auditioned for that and it was all improvising with him yeah Wild. It, yeah, because I feel like I've heard some great stories about people getting cast on that show, some friends who yeah. like got cast and they like they were like, Man, I just sat across from him and we just did it and it was a blast and other people who were like, Oh, it was the worst experience of my life. Yeah. I walked out of there feeling so small. Well, the first oh. time I auditioned for it, I did walk out feeling horrible. And then I got the role on the next one, so I did not feel horrible. I felt good. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's like uh, there's a lot of yeah, there's just a lot of pressure on it. You're just like, oh my god, yeah, you gotta be really good. Obviously, I feel like I my 
I would get in my head and I'd feel like I have to be funny, which might be the wrong move in an audition like that. that's the right move. You think so? (laughs) For Curb, you've got to be pretty funny. I know, but like I'm like cracking (laughs) jokes instead of like teeing him up. Right, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm not teeing him up for his stuff too. I think it's usually a situation where you are just frustrating him. So the the more whatever you lock into to do that, just like be... stone wall to this person and yeah whatever and then you have miracle workers you were in yes. prague i was in prague yeah last year miracle workers tbs it starts tonight um and i know this comes out tonight yeah um mm-hmm. we drop it at uh, 11 p.m <laughs> the sweet spot for podcasts yeah. <laughs> um yeah which is amazing um got to work with uh steve buscemi karen sony jess marlowe tony cavallero um who's awesome and um uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who played um, Harry Potter, right? Of course, in the um, uh, movie Harry Potter, <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was incredible. And I got to go to Prague. I mean, well, yeah, total blessing. It's sort of um, like a cool. It's a, it sounds like it's a cool scene with like a lot of great music and sort of like back alley cabarets and that kind of it, stuff. Did it you it find kind of any is. Of that yeah, I mean, I got the feeling that like jazz lives in Prague mm. like it's one of those cities where there's jazz there's a lot of jazz mm-hmm. and there's art everywhere I saw the symphony orchestra and uh, it was amazing did you get to ramble around with the cast and get into trouble at all did you guys go out and get wild in Prague um we did get wild I don't know I don't know if I should talk about it because it was really <laughs> fucked up no we went to karaoke um and yeah I went to a strip club at one point in Prague and it was fascinating. Wow. I don't like, I'm not a strip club guy. I really am not. Likewise. I was it just kind of, they bum me out sometimes and yeah. I support everyone involved, but I just can't do it. Um, but I do like to get horny with my friends and other women. Just kidding. <laughs> That's what I hate. But it's like, now I'm horny. And what's up, Jeff? Um, you know, uh, but what, what was, was fascinating about it in, was it fascinating and it's being different from American strip clubs? It was the, it was not, it was the quantity, not the quality. It was advertised. I mean, the quality, it was just, it was everyone in town. It was three, the advertisement was there are 350 girls there here. Whoa. And so you go into this place and it's like five floors and there are 350 girls. So imagine that it's like crazy. It's a crazy scene and there are tons of tourists Again, holy yeah. shit! Awful, awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hilarious, you know, Man. hilarious and I'm, amazing. Yeah, I'm going through like a whole thing Easter of block. like <laughs> what, like Purell. Like I'm just like covering myself in Purell, walking around that place. Yeah, for real. You're a Purell guy. I would be. Yeah, yeah. For you something get like a, that. Yeah, you get a tube. <laughs> Yellow IV. Pick up a tube. A Purell. <laughs> With respect. God damn. Man, I'd, I'd step right up and order the steak dinner. Yeah? Yeah. Hell yeah, Mary Jane. No, I wouldn't really do that. <laughs> I know. Food at strip clubs, too. Like the smell of... Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like a baked potato yeah. fully loaded. Prime and you're rib like, and you're like... All horny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, chives. Ooh. Mm, onions. Sour yeah. cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No. Did you ever do that crazy... Thing that you didn't think was crazy in the city and then you look back and you're like oh that was 
that was a crazy choice to make. Just like getting canceled stuff? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't want you to talk about that on air. Oh, I feel yeah, like yeah. that would be like a terrible thing to talk about. Oh, hey, yeah. But hey, I've, congrats I've said on ter- your year. Congrats I've said on terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. No, I mean, like, um, like, I remember I made this book of short stories that I was like, I fucking love this shit. And they were not great short stories. It was just the best I could do at the time. But I stood outside the Paramount lot and waited for cars to drive out. And if they were fancy enough, I would go up to their window and say like, hey, I'm a comedy writer. I'm self-published this book. Could I give it to you? And normally they'd be like, absolutely not. I'm You do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is bananas. Your hustle is real. I, I respect that hard. It's dumb, it's believe dumb. me, but still, <laughs> yeah, total respect. That's that's cool. To me. I, okay, well, thanks. I mean, why not? I mean, at, at a certain point, you don't know what's good yet. You have you have no experience. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I I used to go flyer for my sketch shows in like Washington Square Park, and that that was my feeling of like, oh god, why did? And then I realized like it's just I'm so whack. There's just no way you can't be. A nerd. Yeah. You know, you're a nerd. It's like, yeah. Totally. You're 24 or whatever doing some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, and you suck, but you don't realize that. That's yeah. the worst part about you it. You suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like one person would take it and I'd be like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would have taken it from you, by the way, just to be like, let's see what this shit is. <laughs> just to laugh, you know? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny that you did that. I love that. Oh, man. Yeah. But but I do, like, I don't regret the hustle part, but I regret, like, how, how I, I, I don't know. You know, you just get better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just have to put yourself out there. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah, I mean, I've done things lately where I'm like, sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I've had sets, definitely. Still, it's constant, constant failure. Yeah, there's a constant feeling of failure if you're doing things right or wrong. I mean, what was it like doing water polo? Great. Water polo, shit, that's a cool sport. It was fucking awesome because I was just you know like the youngest who kind of got put on the team because they needed one more woman to fill out the team so there wasn't a lot riding on it for me so I just got to hang out with the cool older girls Mm -hmm. who like indoctrinated me into that whole fucking cool club of like tough 15 year olds when I was 13 it was awesome it wasn't very serious though I never like I mean I got to play at the nationals but like I wasn't good I was just a little puny thing yeah I was never good at hockey like I suck but yeah it's still gratifying to play but water polo is one of the most difficult sport I think like the treading water and like getting height to yeah. throw. It I feels mean, great when you it can is actually so lift tiring. yourself out of the water like that. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 It felt powerful. I felt, yeah. You have to be so strong and in shape. I, do you get a break? Are they like, okay, switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, you do. They'll take you out of the, but I mean, if you're good, you're in the water the whole time. The really strong swimmers are in there for the whole game. I cannot yeah. imagine that just because go, go. just paddling out to surf now, like I rarely surf, but like, just paddling out sometimes, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm so out of shape. <laughs> like, that was enough exercise. Now I'm full muscle failure, so I might die in the water if I stay out here. You Do know? You, did you learn to surf when you got here? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Was it? Was there a, uh, a time when you were sort of scared of it or worried that you were going to, you know, like get swept out or eaten by a shark or any of, or any of that kind of stuff coming from um, East Coast life to... Oh, yeah. Well, life. no, I kind of grew up like going to the ocean a lot or the water. So I was definitely like comfortable swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did get caught in a riptide at Whoa. my bachelor party on mushrooms that um, was scary and almost had one of my friends 
um, out to sea. Like I'm, I'm a strong enough swimmer that I could swim out of it, but it was like, oh no, things just got real. Oh no. Like that horrible feeling, you know, like, and it turns out, you know, like in Malibu or whatever, where, where we were, there was a, there was a, uh, you know, a boat that follows the riptide all the way up the thing. So if somebody gets pulled out, there's a boat like 5,000 feet out that's following the riptide. But my friend almost got, so this lifeguard, like total like Baywatch moment just fucking dives into the water and save my saves my friend's life. Wow. And like I'm pretty my, my friend is like a total landlubber New York City kid and I think he would have had a problem, you know, because like you panic. Yeah, that's the main problem. Guys, if you fall into a riptide, all right, this is important. Yeah. Because people I'm die. Such a poor swimmer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just chill. You relax and you don't whatever you do, don't swim hard. You have to chill because you can't beat it. So you just have to like go out and eventually the riptide will bring you back to shore, but don't try and swim in. You have to, if you swim anywhere, swim away from it, um, down the beach, but really just relax. And you'll pretty much feel when you can, when it's safe to swim back out. Did you say mushrooms though? I was on mushrooms. So it was extreme. It was like, Oh no, hospital time, like death, you know, like it just makes you go to the wrong place. And Um, did you manage to do all of the things and still relax and stay calm and all of that? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a strong swimmer. Like I could swim out of it kind of, but it was definitely like a, a moment. Yeah. It sounds like like you're also mentally very strong to sort of like deal with that kind of, well, thank you so much, Mary Jane. Freaky Um, experience. I'm mentally strong. (laughs) Um, but psychedelics, I mean, you could, you could I was on, really tunneled into something I was bad. bachelor party tripping. So yeah. I was like really blazed out. I was glazed. Yeah. I was man. glazer boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so scary, man. For real. Oh, That's man. one of my biggest fears. Like the ocean and I, um, I, I just can't, I can't figure it out. I, it's not for me, I don't think. Right. So, yeah, it's really intimidating. Do you ever just go body surf though? Isn't that like I, oh, I'd boogie boarding? I would love to try that. Boogie boarding is easy and fun and one of the most just saddest. If you can get a good day like in Malibu, you'll it's and then like you're driving home and you feel like a million bucks. Like that's the thing. It like makes you feel good. Uh. Like that's why people surf because afterwards you feel like you're on ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Like you're driving home like, "Oh my god. It's so great." Yeah. Guys, exercise is important. <laughs> is this entertaining? Yeah, this is great. I have no idea. When you review this for your podcast, you can, you know, bring up that we talked about exercise. I will review minutes. this one, yeah. I think I'll give it a go. <laughs> can we talk about uh, the thing that you were just in deadline for? Yeah. Is oh, it, can we yes. talk about it? Modoc. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, fucking cool. Yeah, that's a really that's gonna be a cool fucking show. Starring Pat Oswalt and written and created by him and Jordan Bloom. And um yeah, just a great, it's Marvel, it's MODOK, one of the coolest characters, um, which is just a big, it's um, mental organism, organism designed only for killing. And um, it is Patton as this <laughs> giant headed man in a floating chair and, um, you know, with the, with a jewel on his head where he can, you know, mentalize shit and like make shit happen and tell, uh, you know, tell and all that stuff. He can yeah. tell her. And um, yeah, I play this character, Super Adaptoid, that was introduced in the 60s. That is this Marvel of, um, or it, it's called Tremendous Adaptoid too sometimes, but um uh, he can kind of like become any machine or like I can become a toaster or a car. So yeah, 
that kind cool. of fun. Wait, are you doing like different voices then? Because a toaster place, is different than a car? No, because I'm always the same asshole doing it. <laughs> it's yeah. the show's hilarious. It's like it's Marvel. It's gonna be on Hulu. But um and we'll be at Comic Con, I believe, with that. Oh um, shit. Which is so cool. And um yeah, the cast is insane. It's Benny Schwartz. Benny Schwartz. Sam Richardson, shout Beth out Bennett, to the city. Amy Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's exciting. Yeah, it's incredible. Is it really fun to do that kind of work, that voice work, like Bob's Burgers and Modoc? Like, yeah, satisfying. Man. Bob's Burgers Must. is like the, one of the funniest, most perfect shows. It's I can't believe so how long great. it's been on. Now I was just looking. It's. Been I feel on like, like it'll just be on because it's yeah. so. They're making a movie too. Um, it's so good. Like Bob's Burgers is deeply good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and fun and like it's also family. Like, it's like, yeah, and they have big table reads and stuff, and they all, it's like the best vibe ever, and everyone on it is literally a comic genius, so you're just like, oh, this is the best job. Big Mouth is like that, too. Like, it's like, yeah, really, yeah. everyone is just, yeah, you're just like, I cannot believe. Showing up to work with happened. all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, intensely good. Do you have any other hopes and dreams besides this no. album coming out? You're dead no. inside. No. Oh, man, I'm so stoked. Yeah, I mean, my album, I'm so excited about, and... I just want to keep doing that and also fall in love. I'm a very romantic person. I want to, you know, experience Romance. all of life, all of life, you know, olive's life, <laughs> olive oil. Um, no, Book I want to travel oh. yeah. and go to Book de Beppo's in Italy, go to Book de Beppo in wherever. You can, know? I pitch a, <laughs> can I pitch a, a tour? Yeah. Mary Jane does all of, what is the film? Fatal Attraction. Does all of Fatal Attraction Ooh. in 10 minutes. It's oh, a wow. fucking, it crushes. She did it all over New York. I'm talking for you. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. But uh, no. crushes. Please talk all about me. All of all of that in 10 minutes. Cool. Um, your album, and I'll do 10 minutes of stand-up, and we'll be sponsored by Buka. Right. And we'll do a fucking world tour. It'll be called Buka the Best Comedy You've Ever Seen. Buka the Best. Buka the Best. <laughs> Buka the Besto. <laughs> that's it. Buka the Besto. <laughs> yeah, it's like our tourgasm. That's it. Or... Wild West Comedy Tour. I might want to update and do uh, all of Secretary, though, instead. In 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. Whoa. Ooh, secretary. You're... So it's like... Just me whipping myself with a red pen. Bend over. <laughs> what is it? What's Secretary's big lines? That's like? it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bend over. It's Buffalo Bill for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And then I yeah. eat some pasta. Yeah. Book it a bevo. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Will, will you plug your... Owen Burke, uh, who is a very funny dude from... Uh, who I know from UCB um, at the UCB Marathon every year, does uh, Indiana Jones and... I think 15 minutes and he just, he just like, uh, like physically acts his way through it. So is that, is that kind of what you do? Yeah. It's every it's shot really... from opening to closing credits. The wow. Whole, the whole thing in fatal yeah. attraction. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. It's a perfect film. I just watched that. It's yeah. A fucking perfect movie. Yeah. It's yeah. really, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn close. Yeah. Is, uh, wait, who's the, wait, Glenn close. Ann Archer. Ann Archer, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ann Archer, Glenn. Was she married to John Travolta at some point? No, Ann Archer? I don't think so. I know. Okay. She's uh, really high up in Scientology. Oh, the best. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Would you uh, let everyone know where they can find your Booga de Beppos? On oh yeah. Social media. Follow me on Instagram, John Daly Graham, J O N D A L Y Graham, and then on Twitter, I'm at John Daly. And then on, uh, you know, I guess I'm on Facebook too, but 
Yeah. yeah. John Daly. And John Daly is John Daly.com. <laughs> John Daly is John Daly, which is my uh, website that uh, the golfer John Daly, I've done way too much comedy about me having the same name as this fucking guy. But um, in my adult swim special, is uh, me and Adam Scott. Me is the golfer John Daly. Adam Scott is the golfer Adam Scott. And check that out <laughs> on adultswim.com. Very funny. It is. And um, yeah, well, there's a film called Men I made with Gil Azari that's no longer online that I'm trying to salvage because a website went down that it existed on. It was the only thing that it existed on. And then it... Uh, it uh, Wait, is that the thing that I thought was real from Uncut Gems? Oh, yeah. I yeah. fucking thought that you were in Uncut Gems because somebody, it was so well somebody done. Somebody was comparing... Um, somebody put... Or the director of Men put mm-hmm. it up and said, this is Uncut Gems. <laughs> because there are scenes in Men that have the same tone as basically that horrible, like, ugh, stressful tone of male horribleness. It's so good. The scene of you and Gil in the restaurant together yeah. is so fucking good, man. Thanks, thanks. Holy shit. That's cool. Um, is there anything else? I think we good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks so much for having great. me. Um, you should give us five stars on iTunes, please. Yeah. It goes a really long way. Leave a review. Uh, it truly does go a really long way if you're listening and you enjoy this. It helps so much. Follow us on Instagram at Weed and Grub. You can email us at Weed and Grub. At gmail.com. Thank you so much, Mary Jane. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at snacks. Can you bring us on home? Uh, yeah. Look for us at South by Southwest in March. And uh, Mike's going to be on the road uh, here and there doing comedy shows up and down the West Coast. And um, yeah, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.